You're listening to Unhooked, the Breaking Point Addiction podcast. On today's episode, something so valuable in your recovery, we're going to be talking about the topic of neurohacks, psychological tricks, quick and easy ways to reset the mind that will help you think about yourself in a way you couldn't do before and change your behaviors for good. So let's dive in. Hi, I'm Jeremy Lipkowitz, and with over 12 years of meditation experience as a mindfulness trainer and coach for high performers, I've become obsessed with helping people break free from compulsive, unhealthy behaviors and addictions and step into a life of true freedom so that they can finally become their best selves and cultivate deeper and lasting fulfillment. I've created Unhooked, the Breaking Porn Addiction podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to master your mind and optimize your life. This is Unhooked. So hello and welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to another episode to part five in the series on cultivating lasting behavior change. This is, again, part five in the series, so if you are just diving in now, I highly, highly recommend going back and starting from the first part of this series. That's episode 13, where I introduce what it is we're covering in this series, the book that we're going through, and a little bit more information about the author, you know, his research background, everything. So you'll definitely want to start from the beginning to get the most out of this series because we're diving straight into the deep end today on this episode around neurohacks. So some examples of, again, what you might want to be working on in this series. We're talking about cultivating lasting behavior change. So obviously this could be about breaking free from porn addiction. That is what this podcast is all about. Many of you listeners are here for that reason, but there are many other things you might want to be working on. So maybe having a healthier relationship to social media and the internet. Maybe YouTube or Netflix is getting in the way of being productive and focusing on some of your hobbies. It could also be things around exercising more consistently, eating healthier, getting outside your comfort zone and going on more dates. It's really any behavior that you want to change. And today's episode again talks about some of the more logistical things, some of the more structural things that you can do to enable that change. So, you know, we've covered already four other parts of the science model from Dr. Sean Young's book, Stick With It. Today is the fifth part in that model, and it is the topic of neurohacks. So, what is this all about? Well, conventional wisdom says if you want to change your behavior, change your mind and your thoughts first and your behavior will follow. And while this may be true in principle, you know, might be true in theory, it often just doesn't work. You know, telling yourself that you're going to wake up early and go to the gym in the morning often doesn't result in you being anywhere near the gym in the morning. You wake up and you're still in bed, right? Telling yourself that you are going to stop watching porn for good doesn't actually result in you stopping watching porn. So the question is, is conventional wisdom wrong about this? And here, the science of neurohacks actually shows us a different approach. 
which is that if you want to change your behavior, change your actions first, and your thinking and your identity will catch up to the new behaviors. So in other words, behavior change begins with a change in action, which, which leads to changes in your thinking and your self-identity, not the other way around. So if you want to be a kind person, you know, generous person, instead of trying to cultivate kindness from within and, and tell yourself that you're a kind person, instead, first just be kind, you know, be generous, do something kind for another person, and it will turn you into that kind person. You will begin to identify as being a kind person more easily. And this is similar to one of my favorite quotes that I remember hearing years ago in my studies of addiction recovery and, and behavior change. And I forget who said it. I don't know if it, it might be an anonymous quote, but it goes something like this. Sometimes you can't think your way into right action. You have to act your way into right thinking. I'll say that again. Sometimes you can't think your way into right action. You have to act your way into right thinking. A lot of times we put so much pressure on, you know, wanting the, wanting the, the thoughts to be there, the identity to be there. And instead, we just have to take action in the way that we want to see ourselves showing up in the world. You know, if we want to exercise more, sometimes the motivation is not going to be there. The the joy to go to the gym isn't going to be there, but you just go to the gym. And then the behavior, the identity, the thoughts will follow after that. You know, same with being kind, being generous, practicing forgiveness. It's kind of similar to fake it till you make it. Um, there are some problems with, with that statement, of course, but sometimes you just need to take action first and let your thoughts and identity follow. So let's start this with a definition, which again comes from the book. So in the book, they say this about neurohacks. Neurohacks are a set of psychological tricks, quick and easy ways to reset the mind. They get people to think about themselves in ways they couldn't do before and get them to keep doing things they weren't able to do before. So these are ways that we can hack the mind or trick the mind into seeing ourselves in a different way and behaving in ways we might not have done in the past. So in the book, they describe these five main categories of neurohacks that can help you shift into that new behavior change. Again, whether it's breaking free from your porn addiction or eating healthier or getting outside your comfort zone, being more social, whatever it is. The five main categories, there's behavior, there's body movement, physiology and emotions, there's speech, and then cognitive neurohacks. So we're going to go through just a couple of these. I'm going to give you some examples of what these different neurohacks look like so that you can get a better sense of how to begin implementing these neurohacks into your life. Again, if you've been stuck on porn addiction, if you just feel like you just can't break out of the routine, you know, the, the rut that you're in, the groove that you're in with your habits and behaviors, these neurohacks will help you shift out of that in ways that you can't do otherwise. So first, let's look at, you know, behavior as a neurohack. 
the key idea here is doing something different, even if the mindset isn't there. So this is again that act your way into right thinking. And there's a famous example of this, which is, comes from uh, Benjamin Franklin. And there was a time when Benjamin Franklin was, you know, doing something in, in the public eye, and he had a public adversary, someone who was very antagonistic towards him, and trying to take him down. And Benjamin Franklin could see that he could fight back. You know, he could just become an enemy and and fight back and and try to win the battle. But instead, what he did is he said, "How can I?" you know, change our relationship. And so what he did is he went to this person and he asked this person if he could borrow a very specific and very rare book that this person had. And in doing so, this person was very flattered by Benjamin Franklin, who, you know, went out of their way to request this very specific and rare book. And that change in behavior actually changed the relationship. It turned that person who was antagonistic and an enemy into a friend. And it actually led to a, a very famous lifelong friendship there. So that's one example of a neuro hack, you know, hacking into how can I just change the behavior, which then might lead to a change in thinking. So that's behavior. Another great example of a neuro hack is around body movement. So in the book, they talk about this fascinating study. Uh, what they did is they took a group of students, uh, and they were showing them an advertisement around why they should be carrying their ID cards with them when they're walking around campus. So imagine a group of students sitting down, telling them, okay, why you should carry your ID cards. And for one group of students, they asked them to nod their heads, you know, back and forward, not as if you were like saying yes to someone, to nod your head while you're listening to the advertisement. And the other group, they asked them to shake their head you know, left and right, as if they were saying no to it while they're listening. Now, what's fascinating is they found that those who were instructed to nod their heads while listening ended up agreeing with the statement more than those people who were instructed to shake their heads. Now, we should think that just moving your head should have no effect on whether you logically or emotionally agree with a statement. But what they showed is that just the movement of the body actually changes the way you perceive what's happening. So that's a little info about neurohacks and body movement. Another example they give is around physiology and emotions. So here there was another very fascinating study that looked at uh, how our heartbeats and listening to different kinds of heartbeats affects us. And so they took a group of men and they asked them, to listen to heartbeats while they were rating the attractiveness of images of women. And for one group, they played an audio of a very steady heartbeat, no change in the heartbeat. And for the other group, they played audio of an increasing heart rate. And they found again that the people who were listening to the increasing heartbeat found the women more attractive. Again, we should think that there sh it should be totally you know, objective, it shouldn't be based on what you're listening to, how attractive you find people. But again, they showed that we look to cues in our internal physiology, our emotional state to tell us how we feel about something. So this was an example of how they used the neurohacks of emotions and physiology to change the way people feel about something. Now, the, the last two categories are speech and cognitive neurohacks. 
And a lot of this is around our self-talk and our identity. So the example that they brought in for this, there was a study looking at voters in the US. And for these voters, again, they split them into two groups. And one group, they asked them before voting, how important is it for you to vote? And the other group, they asked them, how important is it for you to be a voter? And what they found is that the second group had better voting outcomes. You know, they more of those people ended up voting because they tapped into the identity level of who that person is. That it's more important to ask about the, you know, who are you? How are you showing up in the world rather than just uh, the action you're trying to do? And this is something I remember hearing on in my early studies of habit change and behavior change. There was this important advice given, which was that if you're trying to change a habit, let's say you're trying to quit drinking, instead of saying to yourself or saying to other people, I'm trying to quit drinking, it's far more effective to say, I don't drink alcohol. You know, those two, one is I'm trying to quit or I'm not drinking right now versus I don't drink. I'm not the type of person who drinks alcohol. Those are two very different statements and they tap into very different things. So these are the different types of categories of neurohacks that we can tap into. And in the book, they talk about how these cognitive ones, the speech and cognitive neurohacks are the hardest to change. You know, that's more in the line of the conventional wisdom changing your thoughts and your identity and that leading to behavior change, it's much easier to simply change your behavior. So that's why we start with these behavioral ones, the body movement changes, the physiology. We also work on the speech and cognitive ones, but just understanding that they are much harder to implement. So when it comes to breaking free from porn, there are four neurohacks that I really love and always recommend my clients to to implement in their own life and these are things that i implement in my my personal life as well when i'm trying to change things or uh, you know just implement that lasting behavior change the first one is around behaviors and this is something i call pattern disruptors which is you know again so much of porn addiction is compulsive habitual there's very little thought involved it's just a pattern you know difficult emotion, you see a trigger, something happens, and you just fall into the habit response. So one way to do this is to disrupt the regular pattern or routine. And one of the best ways to do that is to change your environment. So a few ways you can do this. One I recommend is actually moving the furniture in your bedroom around. You know, if your bed is on one side of the wall, move it to the other side. If your desk is in your bedroom, move your desk to the living room. You're just changing your environment, which changes the pattern. You know, it's a shift in identity. It's like, oh, I'm a new person. This is a new environment. That will force a change in behavior because you can't just go on autopilot. You know, on autopilot, you're used to things being in a certain place. But if you change your environment, it disrupts the autopilot and you have to think, oh, where am I? What am I doing? So that is the first neural hack you can use is implementing any kind of pattern disruptor that disrupts your autopilot system. The second one you can do is around implementing the body and physiology neural hacks. And so this, you know, is common knowledge, but 
push-ups and cold showers are so valuable when it comes to breaking free from porn. When the urge to watch porn arises, you know, when when that lust arises, when the escapism arises, when you want to just, you know, act out and hide in your room and, and binge on porn, you know, changing your physiology, changing your body can be helpful. So stopping and just doing five push-ups, already there's a shift in your physiology. Same with taking a cold shower. Same with going for a walk. Doing something to shift what's happening in your body. To tell your body that you are moving into a different state from wanting to escape. So push-ups, cold showers, those are really valuable things. The third neurohack you can use is around behavior change. So there's a few examples. Like when the urge to watch porn arises, instead of watching porn, call a friend. You know, you're just you're taking a different action. You're taking a different behavior, and you just want to pick something as simple as possible, something you can just pick up and do. Another example you could do is instead of watching porn, go for a walk. You know, it can even just be a walk around the house, like two minutes, three minutes. It can be a walk around the block. Or instead of watching porn, put on a guided meditation and sit down to meditate for five minutes. Simply changing the behavior. You know, again, remembering this mantra, sometimes you can't uh, think your way into right action. You have to act your way into right thinking. Don't wait for the thought to be there of breaking free from porn. Just break free from porn and do something else. Now, the fourth one I want to implement is Again, the speech and cognitive aspect. Again, these are the hardest, but still very valuable and important. So around the self-talk that you're using, you need to be mindful of how you're speaking to yourself. So instead of saying, I shouldn't watch porn, or I'm trying to quit, say to yourself, I don't watch porn, or I am not the type of person who watches porn, or I don't need porn to escape my difficulties. Finding some way to identify, you know, to create that new identity of who you are can help you break free, can help you see your perspective in a different way. So those are some of the neurohacks that I recommend. But of course, there are so many other neurohacks. And in this episode, I really wanted to just give you the sense of what neurohacks are so that you can figure out how do you implement your own neurohacks? You know, how can you tap into what you've just learned about uh, you know the physiology the behavior the speech anything that you've learned today to hack your own mind right to be your own scientist your own inner engineer so as a final wrap-up for this section i actually just want to read the final part of this chapter from the book which sums this up so well so in the book this is what it says at the end of the chapter Some of the biggest battles in people's lives and in the world can't be seen because they're happening in people's minds. Low self-esteem, depression, addiction, and pain cause people great suffering, but they're all happening within people's heads. Conventional wisdom says that people, whether they're suffering from mental health issues like anxiety or more benign behavioral issues like not being able to stick with a hobby, need to change their mind. If they can change their thoughts, then their actions will follow. 
but much like the laws of physics and inertia, an object in motion stays in motion. An object at rest stays at rest. Lasting behavior change won't start until an action has occurred. Lasting behavior change starts with an actual physical change in behavior, not a change in mind. Change starts not by contemplating putting on running shoes, but by actually putting them on. This is the science behind neurohacks. Guided by similar forces of physics that have been known for hundreds of years and have been used to help people construct airplanes, computers, and new vaccines, neurohacks are a behavioral force that people can use to change their lives and change the world through action. So that is it for this episode, this chapter. Again, understanding the way your mind works and how you can shift out of some of those behaviors you've been stuck in by hacking the mind. Now, as always, please leave a review if you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, if you'd like to support me, that's the best way to do it is just by going on and leaving a review. It helps get this podcast seen by more people, which, as you know, if you're listening, this is a topic that needs more people's attention on. You know, it's such an, a big issue in the world and we need more conversations about it. So I really appreciate if you do leave a review for this podcast. And of course, if you are looking for support, you can book a free discovery call with me to learn about how I help people with coaching, how I help people with their habits and behaviors and lifestyle. So go to my website and sign up for a free discovery call or sign up for my online course, Unhooked, where we go through so much of what you need to know about habits, behaviors, addiction, and how to break free. So that is it for today. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, I'll see you on the next episode.